it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I am your host for the 220-something time. This is a fun episode with comedian from Kansas City, Brittany Tylander. So funny. Um, if you are listening to it on audio, you might want to hop over and watch it on YouTube um, when it's available there because uh, you can watch our faces. So we're laughing and uh, we're melting faces with our amazing uh, episode. I love this episode. Super fun listening to her talk about um, her adventures in singlehood uh, as a bisexual comedian in Kansas City. And uh, I learned a lot about all kinds of things. I don't want to spoil it for you. Anyway, I'm back on the road. If you're listening to this, uh, currently, there hasn't been any cancellations uh, in a while um, for purposes of COVID, maybe canceling for other things. But um, paulfcomedy.com are my upcoming dates. Um, I have some shows I'm headlining at the House of Comedy in uh, Arizona on uh, August 21st, and then I've got some other shows there, as well as um, upcoming shows in Chicago, Lamont, and a new series in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, So I hope to see you guys out there, and I hope these shows don't get canceled, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Subscribe, review, email me too, pfarvar at gmail.com if you want to talk about anything, or uh, I am going to have another uh, review mail uh, and review my reviews but please review me again. It really helps. And uh, also, please check out our sponsors. Before I succumbed to the pressures of getting Netflix and Hulu, I was an avid reader. I still am, but I'm behind on my books. I used to read a bunch of books, mostly memoirs, biographies, uh, nonfiction stuff. And uh, as you all know, one of my favorite books is uh, Perfect Pain by Param Parasaran, a good friend of mine. Uh, it's an awesome memoir about, and it's a true story. Um, about how he fled Iran as a child and uh, lived up this perfect life that we all uh, are sold um, as a multimillionaire uh, successful businessman. But he had an underlying pain and issues that he had not resolved. And this is what he did on his journey. It's an amazing book. Um, I, I can't tell you how awesome it is if you haven't read it already i strongly recommend it and and i still have some free books to give away too so for you listeners subscribers if you give us a five-star review i will send you a free book i've got about seven left right now um and uh it's it's a great book perfectpain.com available on amazon it has been discounted uh because he wants to get rid of his batch of books perfectpain.com or go to Amazon, get the book. And if you've read the book already, give them a review too. Um, we want to give them the far of our bump. Um, perfectpain.com by Param Parastron um, or message me and I can maybe send you a book for the right price for free. No, I'm just kidding. Perfectpain.com. Hey all, Paul Farver here, your singles only host and date coach in a way, right? We all know that I'm not a professional, and I love giving people advice, but I sometimes can't. It's out my pay grade. I can't handle some of the stuff that people need, and you need sometimes a professional relationship coach. That's why I've teamed up with Relationship Hero to provide that service to my fans, friends, podcast listeners. If you're struggling with a breakup or real relationship issues, sometimes you just can't rely on friends like myself 
and your your circle of friends. You need professional relationship advice, and that's what Relationship Hero does. RelationshipHero.com. Check them out. You can talk to them. You can show them text messages, and they'll give you an expert analysis. They do outside-the-box thinking. That's why I signed up with them, to be honest with you. I read one of their reviews uh, a couple days ago. Jeff wrote, excellent advice was given. Gave them a five-star review. They think outside-the-box to give you honest and honesty and compassion. You can tell they are extremely qualified. Now, I'm not extremely qualified, right? We all know that. I'm a comedian, former lawyer, former musician. I have zero professional analysis and relationship experience or training. They do. You need to use them. And here's what we're going to do. If you go to the website, relationshiphero.com backslash singles only, you are going to get $50 off your first one hour session. Relationshiphero.com backslash singles only. Check it out. Tell them I sent you, but they'll know because you're using the link. And uh, I think it's going to give you the advice you need. You can call them. You can show them text. You can do everything. They are there for you. Check them out, relationshiphero.com. You're welcome. Hey, guys. It's time. Let's see. Is it recording? Yeah, we're recording. It's time for uh, another edition of Singles Only Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, welcome. And if you're listening on audio, this one is done on Zoom because that's the way the world works now. I'm your host, Paul Farber. Thank you for listening. On this show, we don't have a voice of reason, but we do have an amazing guest. Uh, I got to do a show with her in Kansas City, and she was hilarious, uh, comedian Brittany Tylander. Hi, Brittany. Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm great. So good to see you again. It was so fun. We did a show uh, uh, outside at Knuckleheads. It was mm-hmm. like a, a venue for live music, and it was so fun being back out uh, on the road, and uh, that, that show was super cool. And uh, That's like a honky-tonk venue. Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, my friend Marty DeRosa and I have a podcast and I was sending him pictures of all the country artists that have now been canceled. So I was like, oh, <laughs> here you go. Here's, here's a guy. He's the N word in his hit song. You're welcome. Yeah. But, uh, Half those than... guys on the wall, like had, had t-shirts with the Confederate flag on them. So yes. Yes. And I think half of their comments were like the South lives again. No, I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's accurate, but I just said that. Uh, Marty DeRosa was the first person I ever, um, uh, get I had like a guest spot at the comedy club on state and he was the first person I performed with at oh the yeah <laughs> Marty's uh we have a podcast called make us a mixtape he's uh one of my favorite people and he acts so as the funny. voice of so nice. he acts as the voice of reason sometimes because nice. now he is so reasonable um yeah. but speaking of unreasonable singlehood you're single yeah yeah I sure am in Kansas City so you moved there and uh did you you didn't move why did you move to Kansas City or tell us that um well I had just recently gotten sober and um I wanted to get out of Wisconsin because it's hard to be sober in Wisconsin (laughs) yeah so I moved back to Kansas City where I'm originally from uh and I've been back here for about a year now okay so do you what how would you describe dating in Kansas City without using the word nightmare? Like, how would you uh, grab, like, describe it how it's different than what you hear? I mean, you've probably seen other people talk about dating in big cities. You dated sure. in Madison. How, what's different there? Because I've only spent, I only spent three hours there. 
Well, um, you know, I think this goes for like any city in the Midwest. You on dating apps, there's like a lot of guys holding fish. Um, a lot of that. Um, a lot of just carrying the conversation. Well, and that's yeah. always that's always really fun. Um, but there I, but Kansas is a bigger city, but it's kind of like a small city field. Do you find yourselves knowing people or like there being like six degrees of separation or people mm -hmm. have seen you doing stand up and they're like, I saw you. Yes, 100%. Um, I feel like, I feel like honestly, like during COVID kind of the only way to meet people right now is on dating apps. And um, I feel like dating apps, you, you're not really getting like the cream of the crop as far as the dating pool here. Okay. I don't feel like, I don't feel like cool people use dating apps anymore, but like really? what the okay. fuck else am I supposed to do? Yeah. I, I think yeah. more people are using dating apps, cool or uncool than ever before. And I think the COVID made it the only way for even yeah. people in, in cool cities like Chicago. But, um, but yeah, I would see, I assume in Kansas city, it's a little more uh, people are hoping to meet people organically there because that's just yeah. a little old, more old school than uh, a progressive city. Right. I guess without calling it a nightmare, I would call it um, challenging in okay. like every sense of the word. So like COVID's happening. Like you're not supposed to spit in people's mouths anymore. Like I'm not allowed to do that. So that's difficult. Like I don't, I, we, I, don't have, I can't find a lot of things in common with people. Um, I'm sober. And I feel like yeah. every guy is always like, hey, you want to grab a drink? And I'm like, right. actually, I put it in my actual bio, the words. It said sober. that I was sober. And you did not read that. You just saw um, this body and this face. And you were like, right. Well, you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, you know, being like a bisexual woman, uh, that that's difficult to like find um, a, a man who doesn't try to like fetishize that or um, yeah. like understand it, you know, and then, and then the women, like, you know, it's Kansas city. There's like seven gay people. I'm just kidding. There's lots of gay no, women here. But that's what I was going to ask that. Cause I'm like, you probably don't see a lot of people who are at least out of the closet dating in. Uh, I mean a decent, no, there's, there's a, there's a very large gay 12? scene here. Yeah. There, yeah. There's at least 15, 12 or 15. No, there's a different, there's definitely like a decent amount. Um, uh, a lot of musicians, a lot of artists. So I definitely have better luck um, in the gay pool rather than like the, the guy, the cool. you know, try, trying to date straight guys. Yeah. I try to avoid dating straight guys if I'm being really honest. What's the, what's the longest that you've dated uh, a man versus uh, a woman? Um, I mean, I've been in like a long-term relationship with a man, but I haven't been in a long-term relationship with a woman. I've just dated women. Okay. So what's yeah. the longest you've dated a woman, I suppose? Uh, <laughs> I would say that I, I dated her um, like six months, but what if she, she were to say? answer that question, she would be like, honey, we were just best friends for six months. Oh my God. Okay. Um, and that's pretty telling to like a, a, a female relationship. When did you discover that you were uh, bisexual, I guess? How old were you when you figured that out? Well, Demi Lovato's video for Cool for the Summer came out in 2014. So okay. um, no, I, I remember it, the signs were early on. Like 
Laura Dern in Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. Big moment for me. Really? Why? Why? Why is that? Those. Do you remember those khaki shorts? Well, first of all, I didn't see the movie, so I never see any movies you're supposed to see. But it okay. was. I wanted to know if it was like a physical connection to her character or. Something. Well, she is a stunning, timeless beauty. She is a talented actress, and agree, she just looks agree. like she would like spit in your face and like. <laughs> There's a lot of spitting I've noticed in your discussions. I'm really a, single and really horny. Okay. Um, is no. that a thing that you're into being spitting on or being spit the spitty? The spittle. Yeah, just both. Okay. Yeah, like both of it's good. In yeah. the person's mouth or. Just on yeah. their face? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just if you name any part of the body, I'm gonna be like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, for so sure. when did you discover you like the spitting, I suppose? Let's get that. We'll table the Laura Dern conversation. Okay. So Put spitting. A pin in that. How did you how did you uh find out that that was something you were into? Uh year before last, I started dating this guy from Chicago. Um, and then we were having sex and he told me to open up my mouth and I was like, okay, while we were like fooling around and then he spit in my mouth and I was shocked Sure. <laughs> and so turned on. What is it that, what is it that makes, is it an intimacy thing or like a no, it's physical? Like a, okay. it's a, it's a dominance thing, yeah. Got gotcha. you. Okay. For sure. Got it. It's like a degrading dominance thing. But then you, I don't. Did you also then that same gentleman? Did you uh, spit in him? In his I mouth? never spat in his mouth. No. Okay. But as you spit on him on his body, like his yeah. face. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, not you, in his face, just on his body. Okay, on his person. A part, a part of his body. Understood. Did he? Uh, did he, did you say you were did you say I'm gonna spit on you or just kind of like no you just do it you, you never yeah like if you were to be like open your mouth I'm gonna spit in your mouth I'd be like what you know what I mean but, but okay. he just did it and then I was like oh that's a new thing I didn't know you enjoy I really enjoyed I'm glad I did enjoy it um because that it, would be yeah because if he said if he said Hey, open your mouth! I'm gonna spit in your mouth. You probably wouldn't have. You would have been like green eggs and ham. I I don't like that. But no, now I you're probably like, still would have done it. Okay. <laughs> but I probably wouldn't have liked it because he said what he was gonna do. Right. The the element of surprise helps assist this thing. Now, since that time, has this also been something where other people have asked you to do it, or you've asked people to do it? Because I've never experienced that on either side. Okay, well, while I was in Milwaukee, I was dating this guy. <laughs> this is so, this is the most embarrassing thing I will say on this whole segment, this whole show. Oh, there's um, a lot of time left. <laughs> oh, no, this is a deep, dark, shameful okay. thing. For me. I dated a guy in Milwaukee who had adult braces. Okay. That's it, not embarrassing yet. Um, no, it shouldn't be, but it's like, I'm not embarrassed by somebody spitting in my mouth. I'm embarrassed that I like dated somebody for a very short period of time that had adult braces. Okay. <laughs> but I made, a, I made a joke to him in passing, like, yeah, that's hot, like spit on my mouth and kind of like, I'll plant the seed. 
and he did it. He spit in my mouth. But I think you know what happens with people with braces. With braces. <laughs> they have a lot of food and like things in their mouth. So I straight up, I straight up got half of a pinto bean spat into my mouth. Yeah. You're like, wow, it smells like burritos right now. Oh, yeah. that's so the element of surprise only works if there's no particles involved. There were there was like a grocery list of reasons why I never wanted to date somebody with adult braces. And it wasn't until I like felt it like in my mouth, on my tongue, that I was like, that's another reason to add to the list of to okay. never date somebody with adult braces. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So you have to wait till six to eight months till those come off where you can do that yeah. again. Okay. Yeah. He was also just like kind of a funny little character. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Um, I already know two things about him that are funny. So, um, so, okay. So that's something you learned from this guy and now you request it. And, uh, is there a way to trigger people to know that you're into that stuff? Like on, is there like something online? Cause I know on, there's a site called felt where you can list your things that you're into. Is that something that, is there a code word for spitting on, on one of those on the apps or something? No, I don't, if there is, I do not know. Um, but I don't think I'm going to start like requested anymore okay. or like I, what I used to do, um, is like joke about it, like any, like, or kind of pass it off, you know, like, you know, if you ever want something, but you don't want to be like, I want it, you just, you joke about it. Like we are comedians. That's how we sure. get through any difficult moment in our life. We resort to humor. Um, but I'm not going to ask for that from people anymore because I feel like too many people have spat in my mouth at this point. Um, and I like, it's something that I've pro like thought about a lot during quarantine and during COVID. And COVID, like, yeah. <laughs> now you got to kind of wait. people to like have spit in my mouth. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds gross to some people perhaps, but essentially, even if you're kissing someone, that's the same amount of saliva, unless they go they cock a loogie, which I'm assuming they're not doing. It is not. It is not a, a phlegmy spit. Right. It is a very like saliva, saliva. from my mouth spit. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So back to Jurassic Park. Uh, so you watch the movie and then uh -huh. Demi Lovato's video comes out <laughs> in 2014 and the seeds were planted with, uh, with the khaki shorts. The seeds were planted all throughout my childhood. Just so many moments that, like, it find it like, I always, yeah. There were so many, so many. Did seeds. you you grew up in Kansas City? Yeah. Okay, a suburb or like the. In how like big a, was a suburb of Kansas City, so like Raytown, okay. it's where like the stadiums are. So okay. it's very close. Like parts of Raytown are considered Kansas City. So it was a big enough school where there might have been other people who were also curious or or uh gay mm -hmm. as well they just didn't yeah we had like out. a yeah we had like an lgbtq alliance club but i wasn't oh. i didn't come out in high school um i like always kind of i was obviously like an ally or whatever i would like consider myself an ally yes. um but i never like i was i had it was in a long-term relationship from 19 to 27 28 um and it was with a guy and we were like monogamous for most of it. Um, so 
That's I wasn't time, able yeah. to date women. Yeah. I wasn't able to like, you know, date women until, um, we opened up the relationship and then, um, that's when we broke up. <laughs> you opened, you had an open relationship because why, why do you think that, was that like a symptom of the relationship not working or do you think? Yeah. Okay. I think it was one that's of like, those. Yeah. I think it was one of those. Did you like, was it, was it something that you guys were like, Hey, what do you want to do? You're like, let's watch Jurassic park. Like you just kept watching it and listening to Demi Lovato to like, yeah, yeah. I was always wanting to watch like Jurassic park. I was always wanting to watch a uh, now and then with like a young Christina Ricci. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now, not as you... like an adult, I thought that she was hot, but like, again, whenever I was a kid, I like really loved uh, Christina Ricci. Oh, I met Christina Ricci. Just beautiful. That's a funny story. She uh, was very, uh, very, very uh, mean to me. Uh, I, that's so hot to me. Like if she were to be mean to me, that would be hot. But the fact that she was mean to another man, it's even hotter. So I'll tell you the story off of the thing. If people want to know it, message me and I'll tell you, but that's too long a story, but I'll tell you when we're done. It's, it's a funny story, but, um, I probably have to get permission from someone to tell it live. But anyway, um, do you want to, do you, I know you talk about dating in your, in your standup and, and you're single now. Do you see yourself wanting to have a traditional marriage, getting married, whether it's with a guy or a girl and then having kids or no? Okay. No way. <laughs> okay. So what are your goals with dating? I suppose. Are you, you, Clearly, you're fine with monogamy. You did it for nine years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely, like, works for people. I think that however somebody, like, chooses to date, the type of relationship they have, it's completely... Even if somebody's in a monogamous relationship, that monogamous relationship isn't going to be the same as somebody else's monogamous relationship. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I just don't see monogamy as, like, a realistic thing for me. Um, I feel I always I mean I talk about in my stand-up and like my daily life and on social media all the time that like I I hate being single I really I really like being single it's the moments great, right? where I feel lonely yeah the moments where I feel lonely they suck but um I get to do whatever I want I live by myself yeah. um like that freedom is it's something I require um, and I just feel like it would be a very specific kind of relationship for me to like feel that and feel supported. And then also have like being able to go to open mics, you know, four to five nights a week and then, you know, have several shows and have projects going on and being yeah. able to do that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's funny because people that shit on us for being single were the ones that were like begging us to talk to them about how, what it's like during quarantine when they were miserable with their five kids or even their, just their husband who are now their ex-husbands. But like, there is something to be said for that. And what you said about monogamy, we've talked about on this podcast before is, and I, I'm curious as to know what your thoughts are because you did it for so long. Do you think that there's like a time where you can be? Because I don't think it's natural. Look, the dog pops up right now. I know, here like, he is. What are you guys talking about? Do you think there's a time where you can be monogamous? Do you think you outgrow the thing? Because there's a book called Sex at Dawn. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but they just I've say- I've heard of it, yeah. It's a I've great book. It. Uh, it says it's not natural for, for humans to, to be monogamous. I, you know, I 
try not to use the word normal, like normal. I don't know her. It's not you know natural. I mean? it's, it's not natural. It, How about that? Yeah. I guess, well, I guess natural is a different word. I don't know. I feel like for me personally, and I feel like maybe, I feel like a lot, I'm not doing this as like a generalization, but I do feel like a lot of queer people, um, especially like bisexuals, we feel maybe um, that if we were to be monogamous with a certain gender, then we're kind of suppressing or stifling, you know, either our our heterosexuality or our queerness, you know what I mean? And being able to like balance between those two and still feel fulfilled. I feel like that's why a lot of people choose to have like open relationships or be like polyamorous. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I I mean, I think that, and I've talked about it before, we're going to come up with a, a contract, which is a new marriage, which is like a seven year contract with an option to renew and mm-hmm. you put all your variables in there it's like okay well you're allowed one you know october 14th no questions asked do whatever you got to do be safe and whatever and or then or or every 14th day of a month whatever it takes to make yeah. this work um that's that's no i agree with that are you what is it that what is it that you are attracted to how do you decide whether it's a guy or a girl what you're going to do or how how you're interested in so on what is it the attraction is it different for men and women or the thing that I think is the same um is I'm really attracted to like style or aesthetic okay I know that's that's probably superficial but as far as like a physical first attraction sort of thing if I see somebody like dresses really well or they have like a creative sort of like artistic um style Unique style, style to them, yeah. Cool that's hair, like, yeah, yeah. That's very attractive to me. So if they buy clothes from Groupon Goods, we're out. Yeah, no fast fashion for me. It has to be thrifted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this is over. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Uh, what is it? What other things? And and it's not superficial to think like that. What are the things? Are there like, like physical aspirations other than style that attracts you to um, that you need in a, in a guy or, or, a, or a woman? Um, a he, she, or a them. Yeah. I don't or a them. <laughs> or yeah. a them. Um, another, like an, another specifically superficial thing. Sure. Or, I mean, you, you brought up he, she, or them. Is that, is that something that you also have, 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 have dated or, or had a relationship I... with? have dated people who go by like she them but never like a transgender fully non-binary person gotcha. yeah yeah and it doesn't have to be shallow i mean what are the things you obviously style is your first thing that attracts you to the someone. first one i'm not super attracted to like very very shy people like if i have to really the carry work. the conversation that bothers me i'm really? honest okay yeah like i'm honestly the worst like I, but also if like you talk over me and you're trying to be funnier than me and like louder, that's going to be a turnoff. If, you, sure. if you're more stylish than me, that's a turnoff. If you cannot dress, that's a turnoff. <laughs> you have to be that perfect little. And amount. here we like, are. And here's and that, the answer for why we're single. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people say that about, I mean, I, I know it exists with straight people too, but they say it a lot with queer people that I feel like with queer people, it's a, it's hard for us to commit because we're always looking for the next best thing. Mm -hmm. 
And then, uh, they say and that for straight people too. They they do say that for straight people too. But I've had this conversation specifically with with a lot of gay guys where they're like, yeah, it's hard for it's it's a, a stereotype with gay guys that's hard for gay guys to like settle down and be in a committed relationship because they're always looking for the next best thing. But I totally uh, empathize with that because I. I am so picky and I require so much attention. And then if you give it to me, like I'm annoyed and put off. That's everybody. Yeah. It's just the thrill of the chase. That's kind of like almost the same concept that people have. Yeah. It's I'm broken. There's something wrong. with (laughs) Well, we're comedians. That's, that's that's what happens. Have you dated other comedians? Have you dated other comedians? I've fucked comedians. I've never dated a comedian. Fair enough. That's a good transition. Are you so? Yeah. Um, and why is that? I always say not to do it, but let's hear your version. Well, I used to fuck comedians because I used to drink, um, but I don't do that anymore. I, I am, uh, <laughs> I haven't fucked a comedian in almost two years. Okay. That's good. Thank Progress. you. Progress. Yes. I tell uh, comedians all the time not to date other comedians or fuck them, to be honest with you. So. Or fuck them, to be honest. Um, yeah. I... I don't think I would just because like I do some people like you know do comedy as like a a job some people do it as a hobby I really want to pursue this and I I try to view it as a job and be as professional as possible otherwise I will be an absolute train wreck right and treat it like that you know so I just try not to I used to fuck you know uh, you know chefs at the restaurants that I worked at too but I I don't also frown upon yeah any job you're in, you don't shit where you work. End of story. That's just, that's why people don't understand with comics. And it's hard because we are creatives, but there are comedy adjacent or other creative people you can fuck. There's musicians, there's yeah. chefs, um, yeah. there's artists, um, there's all kinds of people, improv people, yeah. whatever, just not the same field. Yeah. I don't consider comedy, I mean, improv comedy. So. <laughs> you just lost seven potential suitors. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I get well, it. Well, I have a steady person that I've been hanging out with during COVID um, who does improv. So. Oh, I'm sure he or she is going to be very upset. But we'll he he might be because I'm probably going to cancel plans with him in like 30, as soon as we're done. <laughs> he actually sent me a picture of the condoms that he bought for tonight because he never buys condoms. And the for the past summer, Every time we fuck, we I he we use the condoms from my stash. Yeah. Because oh. men don't buy condoms, apparently. Yeah, unless you have a scare, which I did. Now I, I have them in every pocket, in every pants, in every car, in everything I'm in, just in case. Oh, you had a scare? Yeah, I talk about it on stage, but I'm clean. I'm clean, ladies. Um, but uh, now that sounded creepy. But anyway, I t- the scare is over. Open uh, for yeah open for business for yeah no I don't I, nothing yeah it's just I'm a hypochondriac sometimes too but anyway the other thing I want to touch upon before you let you go sobriety dating so I also I'm not sober but I don't drink um yeah. but I also don't don't do a lot of things uh drugs or anything either I do drink now again during quarantine I started to but dating sober is a nightmare right and um, and um, especially worth- in Kansas City I assume I mean, not as bad as Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but here's the, so here's the other thing. What did I say? I like, I like creative types. I like musicians. I like artists. These are all chefs. 
I like people who, you know, work in the service industry. I can like dig somebody who works in the service industry. Um, but they're all like all of those people, all of those types are traditionally fucking alcoholics. Like not just drinkers, but fucking alcoholics. Right. And also substance users. Uh, uh, yeah. Users and sometimes abusers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And like I, I, I partake in smoking uh, sure. drugs that are legal in some states from time to time, every day of my life. But, but like that is different than, sure. you know, bl- binging and blacking out drunk, which I feel like, like I said, a lot of musicians and creative types do. Well, the, the be- awesome. yeah. And being 420 friendly, like they put on the, on the apps, is like something I've dated women who smoke a lot and I don't care. I used to smoke every day when I was younger too. I just don't do it anymore because mm-hmm. I get too paranoid. But dating, when you are sober, you also face the other side where you meet other people who are sober, whether it's whatever their reason is, mm-hmm. it's almost not a good match. So my other question is, do you date, like I'll date people that drink a lot and I'm okay with that. Are you okay with people that it's just you're drinking coffee when they're drinking? Well, like if they're, I mean, I, before COVID, I worked in the service industry. I was working in a restaurant and then I was, you know, producing two shows and going to Mike's every night of the week. Right. So I was surrounded by booze 24 seven, you know right. what I mean? Um, so it's never been a trigger for other people to drink around me, but for a first date, whenever we're getting to know each other, like it's already difficult enough to like go to a bar, a loud ass bar and, and powwow and like try to like, you know, get to know each other. Right. And then it's, it's, it's a different thing whenever you're on like your fourth shot in beer and I'm like there with my soda water and bitters, like, yeah, so yeah. do you have any siblings? You know what I yeah. mean? It's <laughs> not fun for me. But like I'd be cool with it if it was like, you know, music or like an art gallery or like a movie, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. something else. But if we're just sitting there on a first date, you're just like lacking creativity too. Like you're not putting in the initiative to like woo me and you should kind of want to woo me well the 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 other downside of that for you is if you you have to do those things where you're not stuck with someone for an hour and a half too right on a first date so you almost have to meet for coffee or a drink because what if you're like okay well now we're at this concert and i already know two songs in that you're a complete asshole like you can't leave i do a lot of screening before i go on a first date same that's the way to do it I, I, I don't have very many terrible first dates because I do a the lot screening. of screen support. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I'll, I'll always tell people and what I tell other people on the podcast to do. And this was an episode with Kristen Robinson where we talked about it, where she just says, just meet 15 minutes, get it over with. I'm like, I don't want to do that because I want to know their Instagram. I want to know like their name. Thank you. Cause we're very searchable. I'm always like, here's my information. And I understand the safety thing for me, like for women to be like, I'm meeting a stranger. It's like, well, I mean, no big deal, but I'm one of the top 300 comedians in the Chicagoland area. So there's only 300, but, um, but I'm just saying like, they can look us up and I can't see anything about them. I'm already like red flag. Like, unless they're like, I'm, I'm hidden because I have a child or whatever. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But I don't know what you look like. I don't know. Like, if you're in the church of Scientology and this meeting is just, you have a secondary, I mean, that's the way I fucking think. So I'm like, I know. and for oh, women, it's even harder, but some people are like, and that's funny. Cause uh, we had a life coach on or uh, whatever she, Kristen Robinson. And she says, 
just get it done 15 minutes in and out. And I'm like, fuck that. I want to talk for, but women don't like that either. When you're talking back and forth for like three months and they're like, are we ever going to meet? Yeah. Well, I don't want to see, this is why I'm still single. Cause I don't, I don't text about my day. Like I could not think of a worse thing to talk about than like what I did that day, yeah. how my day at work was. Yeah. I have no desire to have that conversation. Like, I want to know, like, the, your, your interests. I want to know, like, where, where you live, if you live alone, if you have a car, what you do for work, what you do for fun. Like, that's all I care yeah, about. exactly. Like, and if it sounds good, and, like, what kind of music, if, if, if that, like, sounds good, we'll meet up. But for every date that I go on, I cancel, like, 10. You know what I mean? Like, I'll make plans for it, and then I'll be like, yeah, I got... Uh, asked to do this Zoom show last minute, and now I'm feeling kind of beat. Could we reschedule? Oh, I never cancel. I just never make the plans. And then when they cancel, I'm like, yes. Like, I get so, I'm like, now I have a free fucking night to like, <sighs> I'm like, I'm going to write. And then I just end up eating oh. instead. But, um, oh, I'm not going to write tonight. I'm going to order in food and probably watch Practical Magic again. I don't know what that is, but I already know I don't like it. So. Oh my God! Why Sandra what? Bullock and Nicole Kidman? They're so hot. It's like love Nicole Kidman. 90s. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! And she's like a sex pot in it. She's a witch, and she's got like tattoos and shit. Ugh. Okay. Mwah. Does she have so khaki okay. khaki shorts in that episode or no? No, but she's got a little green tube top. Ooh, she's so hot. She's she so hot she has khaki shorts in a movie called Dead Calm, and. uh and I do remember that because that's like, there's a sex scene in there where it's like kind of, I don't know if it's a sex scene now that I think about it as much as like a guy taking advantage of her. But, um, yeah. but it's, uh, I remember that scene because that's when I was like, I love her. And I was like 12 years old and I learned about my penis. But it was the uh, khaki shorts in that as well. Uh-oh, we lost you there. Oh, there we are. What, did you say something? I think we might have a poor connection right now are okay. you moving am no. i moving i can see you now did you hear my dead calm story i heard i heard that you you were just like said something about her khaki shorts and then you oh. said that it probably wasn't a love scene that it was a guy taking advantage of her and then you just froze and i thought you were just deep in thought about that scene no i was talking about i told them uh i about the watching that scene with her khaki shorts and he pulls them off and it's kind of nudity. And uh, I think it's Mark Ruffalo. Actually, I think it is. And, uh, and I was like 12 years old or 13 and that's how I discovered like a boner. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I love Nicole Kidman to this day. Um, I would have had a clit dick during that scene too. <laughs> what, uh, what are your deal breakers uh, in dating in Kansas with he, she, thems? What are you going like, I'm not doing that again or never? Yeah. I mean, I feel like any leftist person would just be like sexist, racist, homophobic. Those are obvious deal breakers. But um, like something like a little bit more specific. Yeah. I mean, and, and how racist? Like what if they're just racist against Middle Eastern? Is that okay? Like, are you like, eh, they did do 9-11. So <laughs> <laughs> I can say that I'm Middle Eastern. Relax. We're good. People are calling in. Uh, I would say across the board, just like no, no racism <laughs> on the racism. 
Okay. Like, like not e- like, let's say the playful <laughs> racism about like somebody within your own race. You know, let's save that for like a couple of dates because like okay. I'm white. Like I don't know if I can laugh at that yet. <laughs> you know, I trust you. Can I laugh at that? I just um, that's like this is a whole plot to cancel you. Um, no, what are the uh, what I are the other deal breakers? So bad. I really, really want to get canceled. <laughs> I've been like trying to brainstorm ideas of like how to get canceled. Marty DeRosa has a joke. I think he wrote on the first week of Twitter or right when the first quarantine. He's like, it's like now I know what it feels. All the shows are getting canceled. He's like, now I know what it feels like to be canceled when quarantine first started. But I think he wrote really? it. We talked about it on the podcast yesterday. But anyway. What are your um, other deal breakers other than not being woke enough? Well, now it's official. No adult braces. <laughs> no adult braces. Okay. What if they only have them for like another three weeks? No adult braces. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Not even Invisalign. I'm scarred. <laughs> What's your age demo and like kids, no kids? What are your things on that? if you have kids um if you're a shitty dad and i can tell no um i fucked a chef this summer who has partial custody like has like you know shared custody with his uh ex-wife of his kids and his kids like barely visit him because they don't want to i could tell and he doesn't even have he's like a very well-known chef in kansas city and lives in like a giant apartment and doesn't even have bedrooms for his sons they sleep on his couch yeah yeah Bad I didn't dad, know no that races. until the next morning after I fucked him. I was like, eh, I fucked a bad dad. You're like, do you know what it's going to be like for your kids? <laughs> I know. This is their future. You're like, this is what it's like. I was like, I got to sleep in your bed. You treat me better than your kids. <laughs> okay, so they can have 12 kids as long as they're, uh, they've... They, uh, they have a bedroom, yeah. They have a bedroom for their kids. That's fair enough. Um, I'm cool with kids. I'm... I'm uh, age range. I would I would definitely date something older as opposed to younger. Like 25 is. I'm 29. I'll be 30 in December. 25 is kind of my. Cut that's off. even kind of pushing it. Yeah. Guy or girl? Okay. Um. Or and them. then and then I'll go up to like 55, 60. Oh yikes! Okay, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that is so judgy. <laughs> I'm an old fuck, so I was like, oh, wow, all right. You're, that was that's good. so I, judgy just if now. I'm, if I'm 55, and I, this is going to be me in the future, you gave me hope, because I'm like, shit, in two years, no, I'm just kidding, I'm going to be able to get a, a 30-year-old in Kansas. So. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, the, the what about grand- So you're okay with bad, what if they're good dads, but bad grandfathers? I said, okay. Like he's he's really mean to his kids, but oh boy, like this sixty-year-old chef. But he like, but he just likes to spoil his grandkids, you know. Like he like really lives for being a grandfather. <laughs> he's a really good granddad. That sounds like it's a win. I mean, right? I don't know. As long as he's spoiling me, I don't care. <laughs> he's got bets for his grandkids, but his his regular kids they don't he don't, they're not even allowed in the premises after 10 p.m. Okay. It was so alarming. Like I woke up the next day and I was like, "So where's your kids' rooms?" And he's like, "Oh no, they just sleep on the couch. Like it's pretty big." And I was like, "Yeah, it's a pretty big couch, but they stay with you for like two weeks at a time." Yeah. And they're 22. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're like they're like 10 and 13 or yeah. something like that. 
give okay. those boys their own bedroom. And it's not like it was like a financial thing. I was uh, He's got I was money. Appalled. Yeah. I no, was appalled. It. Yeah, he's got money. I was appalled. Um, um that is funny. If if um if I'm on a dating app and he says that he likes um like Imagine Dragons, 311, <laughs> slightly Music. stupid. Yeah. Um, then that's like a no-go. If he says the Infinite Jest is his favorite book, fuck no. David Foster Wallace, that's the only book I couldn't finish. But yeah, that's oh. a bad book. No, because here's the thing. If you date a guy who has ever read and liked Infinite Jest, They'll they're going you. to say to you, what, you've never read Infinite Jest? Right. And then yeah. we have to deal with them then re like retelling yes. you what, what it is. Missing. Oh my god, this is that's this why is so whenever fun. you've said each of these movies where, where you're like, oh, I've never seen that, I haven't been like, What you've never seen that movie? Because that's oh. my biggest pet peeve, too. Like, yeah, people people don't consume content like other people. Like, I I watch so many movies, I watch so many shows. I'm not gonna expect somebody else to like have no life and be a hermit like I am. Like, people do other things. <laughs> Agreed. I get it. I believe you. I'm on your side. And I agree. I, I do like that rule. Um, okay. We're out of time. Brittany, right. this was so fun. Seriously, you're awesome. I'm, I knew that when I saw you, I loved your set. And I was like, I need to get her on the podcast. Oh, but, thank um, you. This was so much fun. I could talk I mean, about my horrible yeah, dating we'll, life. We'll get you back on for sure. But where can people find out more about you uh, other than in Kansas City's uh, video dating apps? <laughs> Um, I'm most active probably on Instagram and it's just BT from Casey, Brittany Tylander from BT from Casey. I have a link tree in my bio and it'll have my, uh, links for my, my show, my TikTok, uh, everything. You can find awesome. it all there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany. And enjoy you. your, your video, your movie tonight with Nicole Kidman by yourself. Uh, I got plans to cancel yeah i know you got plans to cancel poor guy and uh we will definitely check in with you again thank you so, so much Brittany. you guys please check out Brittany thailander and thank you all for uh listening or watching another episode of singles only podcast by now you know that i'm a lawyer right everyone does and uh i i don't really practice anymore although i still have a license um but when i need a lawyer um, and I do often need a lawyer. Um, I contact my friend, Scott Shapiro. Um, if you're injured uh, on the job or need compensation, you're entitled to payment for more than you know. A lot of times, companies will try to settle with you so you don't get a lawyer because they don't want you to know all the monies you're entitled to. Uh, Scott Shapiro has been uh, helping injured workers for over 20 years. In addition, his firm handles multiple other cases, including uh, personal injury cases and entertainment law issues. He has handled a lot of uh, my entertainment stuff as well as those of uh, guests on the show and listeners. So you need a lawyer. Sure, you can consult me. But uh, if you want a free consultation from the best, uh, don't take any chances. Contact my friend, Scott Shapiro. His number, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. There are other Scott Shapiros. Make sure you call the right one, 
8800 or com. Tell him I sent you, and he will be very happy. But I'm still